They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a special day today. Mm-hmm. It's your favorite podcast, Thoughts That Rock, but it's a special behind-the-scenes episode. Like so that. rather than giving you two pieces of advice like we normally do, we're going to let you into some of the secrets behind the music, mm-hmm. as they say. Uh, what else? Well, you know what? This uh, podcast continues to support Cannonball Kids Cancer. Love them. Um, they are in the fight to find solutions for kids who have been told they are out of options. And so if you would go check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org, we would be eternally grateful for you to see how you can get involved. Yeah. And right after that, uh, we assume you like the show and we would love it if you would just take a moment to run and give us a five-star rating. You don't really have to run. You can walk if you want to, but give well, us a rating do it and fast. quickly would help us. Yes. The sooner you get to getting about it, fire up get that further up hotmail account <laughs> and do it twice. How do you know that I had a hotmail? Well, I think we all did. I'm sorry. What? So give us a five-star rating. Give us a written review. Hot spiky hair at hotmail.com. A few words would mean a lot to us. I mean, it doesn't really matter what you put in there, but honestly, that's going to help us grow the show. And that way, we give a little bit more money to CKC. And listen, we know how busy you are. And just grabbing a few little nuggets of wisdom to... Make your life better. We know yeah. how hard that is to come by, which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. Nope. You could be, I don't know, crying in your shower. <laughs> Maybe you're setting up a still. I don't know what the hell that is. Maybe you're baking pigeon pie for the Game of Thrones tonight. Oh, yummy. Doesn't really matter to us. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have KT do the bubble this time. We do. You know, we actually have KT uh, live in the studio. She is on mic. Yeah. She's going to be facilitating this backstage episode. Yeah, and really we're doing it because a lot of people have asked us, you know, how this thing got started and and give us a little bit of the the behind the scenes magic. And so, yeah, we've got our awesome community manager, KT, here. Mm -hmm. And uh, Basically, I think we talked about this, right, Brent? We're going to turn the reins over to her. She gets to ask all these questions. Whatever she wants. Drive the show. Dangerous. That's how that works. Whatever I want. Whatever (laughs) questions. Dangerous. I I reserve the right to not answer any questions, just in case they get too personal. Uh, They're holding uh, me here against my will. Can somebody help me, please? (laughs) Help. It's a cry for help. Help. So just like we usually do, we're going to hop right into it. Mm -hmm. You're going to get all the Jim and Brant nuggets that you've been waiting for. That sounds great. Um, (laughs) I feel very comfortable already. (laughs) This is a two-minute podcast. All right. So first of all, dudes. Yes. What were you doing before the podcast? Jim, let's start with you. What... What were you doing before this glorious podcast that changed your life? Well, immediately before this, I was just uh, speaking. I was writing, speaking, um, you know, for the most part doing that since I left Hard Rock. So I think most people now know that I was there for 21 years, um, ran training and development for the brand and loved doing that. But I left in 2012 to 
retire from corporate life, they like to say, <laughs> doing air quotes here, and uh, go off and just be a speaker and, and an author, basically. But before that, you know, I had worked in uh, hospitality for a long time, worked at Gatorland Zoo for a while. I worked at Olive Garden for several years. Okay. Um, we've talked about some of those things on the show. I do have my music degree, but basically I was just... Um, Brand, you know, Brand and I were already doing some work together anyway, but uh, before the podcast, it was mostly just speaking and writing. Well, Brand, you're uh, giggling at Jim's background there. <laughs> As he always <laughs> does. <laughs> uh, how do you outweigh Jim's background? What makes you better than Jim? This is a competition, KT. <laughs> <Sorry. right? laughs> Why are you pitting us I'm against each middle. other? I'm in the middle here. I was an exotic dancer for the School for the Blind um, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a few years. You still could be. <laughs> a few years. Uh, no, I was. Uh, I spent 20 years in the music business. Um, two different bands, uh, a couple different record deals. Uh, started sort of in the Christian music realm. Um, found ourselves not Christian enough for the Christian market and too Christian for the general market. So that went nowhere. And uh, that was with a band called Fort Pastor. And then uh, took a break for a couple of years. Did a, a solo some solo work. And then started Big Kettle Drum in 2009 and toured for another almost 10 years with with Big Kettle Drum. And sort of in the midst of that, realized that I couldn't continue to tour like I was touring for a variety of reasons. Um, One with my, you know, my oldest son got sick with cancer, so we had to deal with that whole scenario. So that pulled me off the road, but also I didn't want to be a 60-year-old touring around the country (laughs) uh, for, for any extended length of time. And so I was transitioning from sort of one stage to the next, Uh, got involved with a group called banding people together, uh, which started off as sort of a team building organization, a bunch of former rock stars and, and uh, you know, theater stars and you name it. And and we sort of would go into corporations and write original songs with the teams and we would take their songs, bring them back to the studio, record them like you'd hear on the radio. And that was sort of a, we, we teach them how to collaborate using songwriting. And that sort of led me to getting into doing these keynotes because at the beginning of each session, there would be this sort of 45 minute general session and I would end up doing those. And then I just branched off a couple of years ago uh, when I started to write more about core values and purpose and wrote my first book called Rock and Roll With It, uh, Overcoming the Challenge of Change, and started to speak on that. And then Black Sheep came out a few months ago. And so now speaking and continuing to, to work in that core values purpose space. But that's what I was doing sort of before the podcast was was um, same thing, sort of writing, um, speaking, and that, that was it. I worked at Gatorland. Yes. <laughs> I fed the gators. The Jumperoo Show. Hey, I dangled, that, thing, that thing still exists. I dangled the chicken right from the, the bridge, you know, where the gators would jump. You don't realize them gators can jump. Yeah, high. they can. They actually can. I always sneak in hot dogs when I go there. I don't remember. So I think it's great that you still incorporate a lot of your musical talent and um, some of the things that you do now. Um, I was fortunate enough to see uh, Big Kettle Drum and mm. whoo, the amount of soul. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, it's great. Ma- many Thank kudos. I mean, you. both of you have such extensive backgrounds. You can't even, you know, I will have Jim and Brant's full bio in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, their full Gatorland history. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but we actually do have to provide bios. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, send an email to me, please. Yes. I prefer an air of mystery, <laughs> which is code for I'm too lazy to get you my bio. But that's fine. She's got it. That's right. 
Well, even with the podcast, you guys still have your your hands in a lot of things together. But mm-hmm. what initially brought you two together? Where where did you meet? I swiped right. <laughs> well, I don't. I prefer eHarmony. <laughs> so I put my heartfelt. His was just, he was looking for a quickie. I was very surface He was level. looking for Stop a quickie. It. Yeah. And so, you yeah, know. You got long term. I had to cover all my bases, so I did all of all of the social media. What's the one apps? service where you, you can't just, somebody's got to initiate, right? Farmers.com. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with that one. <laughs> Me either, but okay. <laughs> Let me write that down. Farmers.com. <laughs> No, I think it was a banding people together gig, right? Yes. And then where it started? I think so. Well, yeah. Well, you had sort of um, found out about banding and, and invited them to sort of come in and take a look at what you were doing at Hard. You were still at Hard Rock at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And um, I had come in sort of just, I think, right after that. And that's how we initially had, had met each other was through was through banding people together. Yeah. If I, if I find out that a client is even thinking about trying to do some type of, I mean, I know Alan probably would hate us saying the word team building, but I just know some of the cool stuff that banding people together does. If I thought for a hot second that a client's thinking, I've got an afternoon free, I need to do something a little bit more interactive. If they've already hired me for, let's say a culture session, it's so cool to prop up these guys to then come in the afternoon. And what you get with that is you know, obviously a full day of some music oriented stuff, but it's meaty. Like they're walking away from an entire day of learning a bunch of really cool content. It's just the perfect one, two punch. And then you've got all these musicians there and we wind up doing a free concert for the client. It's, and I think we sort of established a a friendship, you know, from that, but even since then, we both live in Florida. Brant lives, you know, an hour away over in Coco and, and drives over here into our, crazy tinfoil studios and um we call it tinfoil studios because for when we first started we literally had tinfoil this is not a joke (laughs) we had tinfoil covering the recorders because we couldn't figure out why we had this buzzing noise we had feedback we could pick up a radio station every once in a while we'd be talking you'd be all real quiet and be like that was paul anko (laughs) yes this is so true. We There's could a geotag. We could hear people. You can tag yourself at Tinfoil Studio. Yes. Uh, and well, we did. You yeah, actually did yeah, do that. I did. But I know we've supported um, you know, each other's gigs, whether you were speaking. Yep. I think we I've gone to some of your uh, house shows. You, um, Brant yep. does these really cool philanthropic house shows from time to time where he'll perform and sort of do some storytelling and you know, generate some funds that will go, you know, to whatever charity of choice. Usually it's around some pediatric cancer stuff like we like to yep. normally do. Um, but yeah, and then we, we developed a training program as well since then uh, that we call Certified Rockstar. And we talk about that a lot as well. So, you know, I think it just started organically from just some people that we knew in general. And, uh, you know, so far we haven't gotten in a fight yet. I mean, the day's early. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. we're, we're 10 years in now, I think, at this point. But uh, we're doing pretty good. I don't know that we've ever actually had an argument yet. Uh, Jim hired me to dance at one of his <laughs> sessions. <laughs> yes. I had to wait till it was a... Never mind. Do you know that I, in all seriousness, I almost, I, I was at, so this was oh, in, col- oh in college. Oh at your lowest point. Here in we college. No, well, in, well, maybe. Uh, in college, uh, I was asked to dance for a group called Men in Motion. I'm not kidding you. It, I, I, was, I was asked to dance and uh, I, I couldn't do it because I had to go back to school, but I was, I was back on, on, uh, 
a summer break and uh, was at the gym. And this guy was like, com- one of these guys was completely yeah, jacked, ripped, yeah. but he had peg legs like he never did leg day. And so, you know, he always wore sweatpants. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like two straws and then the letter V, you know what I mean? It was ridiculous. But uh, I-, I was class dancer. Did you know that? No. I was voted class dancer in high school. I was a break dancer in the day. Uh, that I knew. No that way. I knew. You were a b boy. Yeah. I was. Stop yeah. it. I was. I was literally class dancer. Yeah. My my two superlatives were class dancer and best dressed. Th- those were my two. <laughs> I will be resourcing <laughs> high, these high photos. Superlatives. Uh, uh, yeah. You're gonna have so fun putting stuff in the show notes. Oh, this, this is. Time. Well, I mean, since you're rewinding it here, if you guys don't remember, I think you guys met. On the set of Problem Child 2. Oh, my gosh. So, that is true. Technically, you are correct. We met each other, I want to say, 30 years ago. Yeah. On the set. And this is only because... So, I've only been in one movie ever in my entire life. Ever. As an extra in the background of a, of one scene in Problem Child 2. And I'm talking to Brian about this because we thought it'd be funny as part of our intros. Mm-hmm. And he told me the same story. And he was like, I was in this scene. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And we never, I was, I, <laughs> so I, knew. I went to, I went to college to play baseball. That's what I had gone to do. And I got hurt. And so I couldn't play anymore. And so I was part of a fraternity. I'm an SAE. And so we were sitting there and one of my fraternity brothers who was an actor was like, listen, stop moping. You you know, I was doing nothing. I was completely depressed. He's like, come with me. I'm going to bring you to my agent whose name was Pinky. And, and I became, uh, I, I signed up with her to be my agent. And the very next day I get a phone call from signing up and she goes, Hey, you need to be on the set of problem child too. They're filming this throw up scene. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene in the movie where everybody goes on the ride. It goes yeah. really fast and everybody barfs. It's the barfarama. That's yeah. right. And so my buddy, uh, happened to be John Ritter's stand in for that movie. <laughs> and that was my first movie that I had done, but I went on to do a whole bunch of other, you know, I was the, I was the school bully in the the Nickelodeon show, Welcome Freshman. So, um, that was like their version of 90210. And I played, uh, Ben, who was the school bully on that show. (laughs) Typecast. Totally. Totally. And then I, I had done a whole bunch. I was on Swamp Thing like Mm a hundred times. (laughs) Because this was this was all filmed in Central Florida. All, it was, so it was yeah. all Universal Studios, yeah. and I was, you know, I would just I'd go to school during the day, and then we'd film everything at night. So we'd film from like eight at night to eight in the morning, and and uh, I, I this this is one of the best moments of I'm doing Swamp Thing, you know, I uh, I've been doing it for weeks, and every week I do I. That'd be something else. I'm like an ambulance driver, and then I was someone's husband, and then they killed me in the street with smog, and then they did. And after like the fourth or fifth episode that I'd done, I'd gone to the casting director. I was like, "Listen, isn't I it think a, I could do more." I, no, I'm like, "Isn't it a little weird?" I'm like, "You're bringing me back every week, and I'm an ambulance driver. I'm just I, I, eventually, someone's going to know that I'm like I'm doing all these different things." Let me guess. He said something like, uh, "She goes, no one's going to recognize you." Yeah. <laughs> Totally put in your place. Uh, it's Swamp totally Thing. Took me out of the news. Yes. No one's going to notice that. <laughs> it's Swamp Thing. We're like, filming in Central Florida. Okay. So that was that. Um, but wow. yeah, I had done a whole bunch of those. I did a, a Christian music video for the group Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Where they were a big group in the 80s, like 80s, 90s. And they did this. I had no idea. They did a song called 
yield not to temptation. And I just showed up because it was a music video. <laughs> and so they were like, sit here, pass this note to this girl, look at her, give her a wink. I did all these different things, right? Meanwhile, I'm the only 20-year-old <laughs> on the set with a bunch of 15-year-old girls feeling like an idiot. But uh, so I'm doing all these, I'm doing all these things. I'm doing just what they told me to do. The video comes out and I had no idea. I was the temptation. They made me oh, the temp I was the bad guy in the video. I was so pissed off. Bully, bad guy. It's a theme. Recurring theme. It is. But that was it. Yeah. Problem Child 2. We were both standing in that line. Mm -hmm. um, we we are both visible in the movie. You can see us. I'm not sure if I am, but I, I on purpose, as the wheel came around near the camera, I would yell out this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hear every time it goes around. We played. We watched the movie and watched that scene. I'm like, that's my voice. That's my voice every single time. But you you actually are. I'm there. Scene. You can't miss yeah. me. I'm in a yellow shirt and green pants. Yeah. And the funny part of that, which which is little history. If the yellow pants, you know, yellow shirt and green pants wasn't enough. <laughs> it so they had you know, the way that they would do this, they they filmed it. We were on that ride for a long mm -hmm. time because they had to speed it up to make it look like it was going really fast, which means they had to film it for a really long time to have enough footage to do that. And when the, when it got done, all these sort of fireworks went off and it exploded to make it look like the machine was breaking, the ride was breaking. Well, all of the embers from the fireworks came down and landed on us and burned our clothes. And hmm. it, was like, it was like they actually had to pay. They bought me new, they bought me new clothes. No, they no, wasn't close. They bought me new shoes because in between each take, we'd have to go across this field and and change because all the throw up stuff got on you. Oh, that's fine. So so you would get all the throw up. It was just fake. It was fifty five gallon drums of oatmeal and like mm -hmm. all this stuff mixed together to make it look like puke, and it smelled awful mm. it was awful so they would tape tubes to the side of your face and they would shoot you from the other side you'd open your mouth and they would shoot this stuff from these 55 gallon drums out of your mouth and so between each take you'd have to go and you'd have the exact same outfit again in wardrobe so you'd go change you put on the new outfit you come back but you had to walk across this field and it was nothing but mud and i had brand new nikes on man <laughs> and so they ruined my nikes they burned us with their embers and they ended up paying us a little extra i think and they bought me a new set of nike a new pair of nikes i think this is where his deep-rooted problems come yeah from. it could be exactly. muddy nikes muddy figured nikes. it out that's a that's a great name for a band, isn't it? Though <laughs> Muddy Nikes, it is. Dude, I think he's become bougie because of that. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think you got like so much cooler. <laughs> Swamp thing. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I had vanilla ice hair back then too, which was not a great look. Well, you were a b boy. That was a b boy. Oh lord. And I'm an alumni of Men in Motion. <laughs> so. You still have a chance. If they're so still you know. around, you're what you're saying is no, we still I'm have a chance. Find it. Yes. Oh man, so. <laughs> Given um, all of this history, <laughs> what what eventually led to you two problem child stars um, thinking, creating a podcast? Yeah, I think um, originally it started when we went to D.C. So yeah. at that time, I was exclusive with the Speaker Bureau, um, and I wanted to introduce them to Brandt. And so we went up there and did a little trip and... and uh, Got a chance to meet all the agents up there in D.C. And what was funny about that is while we were there, we had this horrific storm that came through Washington. We got snowed in where 
the planes were canceled. Actually, we were sitting in the office. Yeah. We kept watching every hour delayed, delayed. And then at some point it just said canceled. But we were stuck in the offices for a while. Literally the last person, the CEO, all the yep. managers, everybody left, but they trusted enough us enough. We were there with the security guard. And, uh, and at some point they said, listen, when you go down the elevator, when the doors close, you're not going to be able to get back up. So that's it. You're done. We're like, okay. So we stuck around for a while, but then we just said, we got to get to the airport and we'll just, we'll see what happens. We went out there. Um, everything got canceled and uh, it'd been a long time since I had slept in an airport, but we thought, let's just, we'll we'll do one of two things. Either we can try and sleep on the floor, which was not fun, or we could power through and do some work. And so we started talking about creating this book initially of different pieces of advice. You know, Brant had some isms that he would say on stage. I had some gym isms, you know, little phrases that we thought would be cool to put in a book as one of these inspirational books. And I think we probably got, I don't know, at least half of it done, yeah. if not two thirds of it done. And yep. before we were just flat out exhausted and we had to finally get on the first flight out of the morning, we came back to central Florida. If I remember correctly, yep. it was probably a week or two later. Yep. And I think we were standing in my driveway and I was like, listen, if we're going to be serious about this, we got to get on it. We got to get this last third done and let's write this book together. And you said, I'm thinking differently about it. Yeah. It was like, Let, let's do a podcast instead because it was about reach. And we had both sort of looked at the the book realm and to think if you, and, and you know, we might still do the book, but we thought yeah. if we're going to push that thing out there, I don't know how much legs that has, but certainly a podcast, which was becoming very popular. Everybody wanted to do that. Just made a lot of sense. So that, that's really where the yeah. impetus started, right? It, yeah. And it was, I was out of thoughts. <laughs> you, you were done. That's, that's I was out point. of isms. And so I'm like, we <laughs> need to find some out. people to come in with their own isms and we'll steal those because, you know, I, I you're a fifth inning guy. I, you flame out about two thirds of the way through. I'm a middle reliever and uh, that was it. And so I was like, we need to bring in some other people with some new ideas and, uh, and so we said, let's just turn it into a podcast. Let's talk about the, you know, we'll take the isms and the, and the ideas that we've had up to this point and uh, make them come to the table with their own. And then let's just have a discussion around the two thoughts. And that's, that's how the show started. Yeah. And it literally was probably a month later before, from the time we uttered the words podcast yeah. till we actually launched our first episode. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we can always talk more about that, but that was, yeah, that's really how it started. It started as a book being snowed in somewhere and just turned it into, yep. let's go somewhere where one, we can have further reach, but two, like you said, Brant, we'll get the guests to do it. Like it wasn't all us, which was brilliant. (laughs) Well, between both of you, your networking is insane. You guys know so many people with so many good thoughts. You know, it's nice to include them as well. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But you both capitalize on your time so much. Like I probably would have found a bar or something, you know, so (laughs) kudos to you guys. Well, the option was sleeping on the floor and it wasn't that comfortable. Like everybody else had been snowed in as well so they had taken all the seats we had nowhere to lay down literally like there was like not a place yeah it was awful and jim jim doesn't drink i can't drink i'm allergic to alcohol and so for real and so it's like what are we gonna do yeah you can only eat so many you know candy (laughs) swedish fish before you you (laughs) are on a high so yeah well may as well create a company there we go (laughs) that's how that works well upon creating um Thoughts that rock. What, how did you guys decide how the layout of the show was going to go? Like what kind of format you're going to use, how you're going to do it. Um, how did, how did, how did you guys come up with that together? Well, I think we, we started with this idea that 
we had, we just wanted to ask sort of one question and then a little follow up. So what's the best advice you've ever been given and how did it change your life? Like that that was the premise from the very beginning. And the idea would be people would come to the table, we hoped, with life-changing advice. Like not not just something that you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's good advice." Mm-hmm. No, no. This is like the what's the best advice that you actually took because let's face it most of us get advice all the time and we're like yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do something else (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but this is advice that you would have actually taken and then be able to back it up with some real change right what what actually changed in your life and so that's sort of how we started it we've messed with the format a, a couple of times um jim loves the more in-depth this that i'm like if this could be a seven minute podcast i would be all in <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm going to give you one piece of advice i don't want to listen to what you have to say and then it's over um you know the idea is we, we're just trying to find that sort of healthy medium somewhere in the middle you know we're not really long format where you're going to listen for an hour and a half um it's not joe rogan you know we're on the other side you know, we sort of tried to look at what's the average commute. What's the average commute in the United States? And it's about 28 minutes. And so we were like, well, if we could, if we can do half, roughly half an hour, then somebody could, could basically get an entire episode in on their commute. And that was the goal is, can we give them something that they don't have to pause and come back to? Can they actually grab that, that first, uh, that, that the entire episode in one commute to work either back or forth that was yeah great. i think i think by backing into it and thinking and we and we literally did think strategic about this yeah. first off i got to be transparent i said listen there's no way in heck that i'm going to do a podcast on my own first off there's a million podcasts out there i mean there weren't there was about a half a million but i was thinking I, i'm not going to be able to do this on my own as i get further away from a company I feel like you're limited. I at least am limited because I'm, I don't have enough to bring to the table to talk, even in a 30-minute podcast weekly. I just wouldn't be able to do that and feel like it would be interesting enough. I told Brian, I said, the only way that I would do this is if you did it. Like, we got to do it together. But because we've already decided on this on this guest format, we'd have somebody in there, it just made it so easy. In fact, because you brought up Joe Rogan, because we're not doing hour, hour and a half long yep. interviews – it's so easy to get guests to come in there because they're going, we basically tell them we're only going to ask you these one or two questions. That's it. 30 minutes. And then it just made it interesting for us to say all of the, the responsibility is really going to be on their back. So I think everything else from that fell into place. We said, we'll always have a guest for yep. the most part, although yep. we're looking at some new things. Now we always said we want to have some fun. I had yep. to be convinced on a few things, but <laughs> having, you know, we're doing the music intro, you know, the, the karaoke stuff at the very beginning is part of the edutainment that you have to do. Because if we weren't doing that, I think it'd be a pretty, listen, it'd be boring pretty pretty quick. We pretty all fast. know the best part of this podcast is what we don't air. <laughs> you know, to piggyback on that, excuse me, listeners. Yes. For the third party in the room in between these two jokers, I there are no words. I think that... All the magic happens, yes, there are all the things that you guys don't hear or see. These two are a buy one, get one free deal of yuck yucks. It is, we have always joked that we need to reach FU money status before we can just do a podcast how we really want to do it because we do have to worry about people being willing to hire us to come in and speak. Um, but there will be there will be a day once we reach that point that 
the pre-show becomes the show. Listen, my goal well, is to just not be sued or go to jail. <laughs> and until well, that, you know. My goal is to be sued <laughs> and go to jail. <laughs> and go to jail enough so that it's a fantastic story that people <laughs> will want to listen. Well, considering you are not at FU money status yet. No, we're not. No, um, we're what? not. I'm at, I'm at F me money status. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, one thing I did want to add in the structure, I knew that you yeah. had such a huge um, affection for Cannonball Kids Cancer. I yes. knew that you supported them. And that was one thing we also wanted to do. We wanted to yep. put in a philanthropic partner and know that every time that we're doing something, whether it's just mentioning them or we're lucky enough that we write checks to them on a regular basis, because as the show grows, we want to, you know, and this is part of our background. We've always been like this. I think even KT, you and I know that working at Hard Rock, there wasn't a single marketing initiative we ever did that didn't have some sort of a charitable component. So the fact that we put that in there and then we would have the fun with like, Count Chocula doing our as our bumpers, you know, <laughs> number one, like having fun with that. And a little known fact, we always which he had, hated, which he I hated. Did. He did not want did. to I, do it. I'm the first to admit it. Yes, and now it's it's hilarity ensues. But even at the very end of the intro, before we launch into the guest, giving people, you know these three options, these listener activities that they could be doing while they're listening to the podcast. Yes. I'm not sure that people know this, but number one, we've never repeated those. The three activities are always different. And the second is in 70, I never, well, a hundred episodes now. Oh gosh, God, this is our hundredth episode. So there's there's 300 things that have never been repeated. No, every one of those has three. So yeah, 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 three, so 300. Yeah. yeah, That's crazy. It is crazy. And, Yes, I've never told Brant in advance what they're going to be, so he responds to right. each one of them right. on the fly. I wait. It's one of my, it's my. For me, it's one of the most favorite parts of what we oh, do. Oh, likewise. Because I never know what he's going to say, and so I'm, I'm looking for life changing advice, and yeah. you're looking for a sound effect. I'm looking for a sound effect to use. Yes. And the one we did today, I don't even know what. What was the one you said today? Like the middle one, I don't even know what that what that even means. Setting up a still. Setting up a still. What is <laughs> yeah. that? That's uh, you make alcohol. A still oh, well, there is we like go. that's why I don't. That's why. How the hell do you know what setting a, up a still that's is? That's how you make moonshine. Oh, God. Tennessee. Okay. Well, let uh, me get my banjo there, <laughs> Anyway, you got purred mouth. Our our format. We we've we've changed a couple times. <laughs> that was a pretty good pick. I'm not gonna lie. I was not gonna lie. That, that was that not. Was, that, was, that was alarmingly accurate. <laughs> that was KT. Just so you know. <laughs> So anyway, back to you, KT. Yes. <laughs> I can't. Nobody understands uh, the the chemistry that these two grown adults share together, and they yeah, both complement each other so well because you know Jim is more of like the organized, structured, five thousand notes kind of guy, <laughs> and Brand mm-hmm. has his feet up on the chair, just hanging out, chilling, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for Literally. his two cents. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. man. That's how we roll. That's it. So. How much time does it take you guys to get this show started? Like, and I mean, it's kind of ironic for me asking that question because I spend a lot of time organizing the show notes because people don't understand what goes into a podcast. Like, how much money does it cost? What do you need to do to prepare for all these things to for your listeners? Yeah, it, uh, like we said, I think it was a month. It was five or six yep. weeks yep. Um, for sure. We've gone back and looked five to six weeks when we said the word podcast to launching it but 
I think we spent like a thousand dollars. I mean, we can break that down, you know, to the headsets and the mic stands, which are not the best mic stands <laughs> in the world. Um, we use a six track zoom recorder, um, for some people when they go and look at this stuff online, I mean, it's a couple hundred bucks, but it, it does start that up. And we do this in this one area where the three of us, you know, physically are here. So we knew that we needed the right equipment, but you know, for the most part, you could do it cheaper than that. We spent about a thousand dollars to get going. Um, we found a great show producer, our good yep. friend Tony McGee. Like say. <laughs> and we got him from uh, another good local podcaster friend of ours who's been on the show, Daniel Batero. Daniel. And uh, and then we brought KT on board, and maybe yep. that was even before that as a as a community manager. So again, in honestly, in in a month and a half, and. I mean, for the most part, relatively low cost, at least on the front end, if that's the question. You know, it, almost anybody can start the podcast. The problem is continuing it. That yeah. That's where a lot of people fall off the rails. But, yeah, yeah it's pretty quick. And, yeah. you know, I think that's low funding for, for the return Super. that you get. I mean, we could have gone, listen, you either go analog or digital, right? And so it's like... For some people, they just everything's in the box, as they say. So it's all in the computer. So they record via Skype or they record via yep. Zoom, Zoom and whatever it is. And that's sort of what they do for us. It's all outboard. So we have an outboard H6 recorder, the Zoom recorder. And we take that when it's done, it records all these tracks separately. So we're all wearing headset microphones, right? So we get these Audio-Technica headsets with a built-in microphone. We look like we're going to broadcast <laughs> the sports game or bowling tournament. And, uh, you know, we are, <laughs> I say sports game. God, I sounded so, <laughs> gosh, that's awful. Men in motion. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was an athlete once. You guys know that. Um, and so um, <laughs> let's go play some sports ball, guys. Um but this was, uh, we decided to go portable, right? So this is something that we can literally throw in a backpack and take with us, and then we can do the podcast anywhere, and that was on purpose. So that's why we decided to go this route as opposed to sort of what most people do these days, which is just record it in the computer because then it's there. There's no importing of tracks. You don't have to worry about any of that. But for us, when we're done, we batch record everything, and at the end of each session that we do we take the sd card out of the recorder we put it into the laptop we have to take all the tracks and sort of import them send them to the cloud so that tony can grab them and that's sort of the process of how we we do the show and actually the between the three of us and tony we're, we're now pretty well versed that we can manage and do all this on our own i i will say when we first started looking at it we approached a couple companies and they were quoting like thousands God. of dollars. I don't know if it was a month or a show, it was but it $4, was four thousand dollars a month is what they wanted to, to go into a studio and do all the stuff that that you just said. Which is, <laughs> we were like, uh, no, we'll figure yeah. it out. And so, no joke. luckily, you're you're a little bit more technology, you know, oh, yeah. knowledgeable. Brand's the nerd. He's I the am. savvy one for <laughs> sure. Am. But thank goodness, we, I think between our team yeah. and uh, we, we've just been able to figure it out and do it on a. Again, do it on a on a song and a dime, and and all of a sudden we've got a pretty good reach out there. Yeah. Well, considering that there's you know more than Jim and Brant that make this show run, mm -hmm. when it comes to the Count Chocula recordings and things like that, you know, Tony McGee <laughs> helps uh, produce all that stuff together. But who who did the music? Who did the the music for the, the all the all the bumpers, all of the sort of. Uh, was done by JT Keel. So so JT is my bandmate um, from from both bands actually, um, but from Big Kettle Drum, slide guitar player, incredible musician, and um, you know the the opening of the show is actually a Big Kettle Drum song, 
um, that uh, uh, is called Ordinary Life. That's the name of that song. Um, but we just took the intro before the lyrics actually start, and that became the the intro to the show. That song actually was our most successful song placement uh, hmm. in the band's history. It was on a show called, uh, an Amazon show called Hand of God um, that had Ron Perlman from Sons of Anarchy. And uh, they had a scene in the second season uh, where there was a, the, the end of the first season cliffhanger, The ho- this house burns down and they're now cleaning up the house from the fire. And um, there's a boom box in this empty house and it's <laughs> boom box and it's playing ordinary life right mm. that's it it's playing that wow. little bit I, I had no so, idea yeah it Dude, was you really get cooler by the minute bro. listen I, I like to space it out a little <laughs> bit you know when people find out i was ben from welcome freshman usually i have to calm them down a little bit <laughs> Dude, look look jim his hat is barely fitting anymore barely it's getting so big you know how to bring that back rein it in every show that they've ever had a big kettle drum song on went completely out of business it's like true. the next yeah. year completely we canceled animal planet too we right? we re- affectionately refer to ourselves as hollywood's most dangerous mm-hmm. band yes and that's because and we're not lying every single show that has used our music has been canceled the next year we're seven if for not we're that seven year. for seven yeah. of shows that have been canceled Bubble. so if you're Bubble. looking for a soundtrack <laughs> there's only the only show right now and I, maybe it's canceled the, the the latest show to use our music is a show called garage rehab on on discovery channel canceled. which is <laughs> richard rollins from gas monkey garage you, yeah that's yeah that's his show yeah. hmm. so it's bound to be canceled it's <laughs> We're listen. We're batting a thousand, man. They, you can't. Wait, does that mean the podcast is going to be canceled? Uh, what? what? No. Te- <laughs> technically, this isn't a television show. <laughs> yes. So we're good. So, besides the music, mm. who is that chick that's talking? And why did you not ask me to do it? Is the question. <laughs> yes. Why didn't we? That would have been a lot cheaper. I, I was going to say. <laughs> we should have. Uh, you know, we actually, we do get beaten up every once in a while from some people that say our voices sound uh, a lot alike. I don't think that's true, but they I do. They do. I swear. No. Whenever I go back and I listen to the recordings, when we're here, I don't hear it. Yeah. But when I listen to it, sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. they maybe blend and we talk over each other. Sometimes. I have a much <laughs> deeper, darker, more resonant voice than James. And but, mine uh, just sounds <laughs> way up here. No. Jim just loves his voice. He talks like this. He's very expressive. Jim has more of the Muppet voice. <laughs> yes. Actually, Brave does good Muppet impressions. Both of you. He you does Fozzie Bear. His yeah. go-to is Fozzie Bear. <laughs> it is. Yes. It's just... Mine is Kermit and his is Fozzie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, we knew that we needed a female voice um, to offset the two male voices. Um, we knew that. And so we, we went to uh, – there's a bunch of services out there, but one called Voice123. They do – professional voiceover and we listened to probably gosh a hundred different people to try and find the right one we actually did hire one and did some recordings and it turned out to not not be that great (laughs) and we found this girl (laughs) melissa bagwell who is the official voice for all these commercials that you would probably know famous footwear l'oreal she's the voice of honda of best buy yeah Yeah. she's she's major and uh yeah, so we paid a little bit of money because we knew this was going to stand the uh, the test of time, and we needed we need to have a female in there. So I'm sorry we didn't go cheapy cheap and call you. That's, a, that's okay. They're right. speakers, authors, yes, and <laughs> real life rock stars. That's probably how we had the first one on there that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> They're speakers, authors, 
in real life rock stars. We may do an entire episode of Muppets because oh. we've been known to do some crazy Dude, episodes. You guys always revert to Muppets. <laughs> always. Yeah, we do. Well, it's we like run out safe, of... Yeah. Count yes. Shoculus. Yes. Know. Well, uh, just recently, we had an interview uh, with Rich Johnson. Yeah. And yes. I'm awesome. a huge fan of his photography. And if you look mm-hmm. on the show notes from that show, there's links to... All of his different stuff that he's done from the Weapon of Choice. Oh Just my gosh, won another dude. Emmy Award. An Emmy. Crazy. Yeah. You guys got dude, some nuts. high profile stuff going on here. But if I'm correct, did he not photograph you two for the show? He did. Yep. All of the sh- Any image you've seen for Thoughts That Rock has come from Rich Johnson. We did a whole session together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> it yeah. was fun. Dude, <laughs> We've got more photos from that that we will never use. It, yeah. But we did get a couple of really incredible ones. Um, it took a minute to get sort of loose. Yeah. The first hour is probably The first waste. hour That's was fine. very uptight <laughs> with us like, hey, we're podcasters. <laughs> hey, guys. And but then, he's our guy. I mean, he, he does everything guy. for, I mean, not just for the show, nope. but our individually for yep. our headshots, our yep. casual picks for anything, yep. speaking, author, whatever. He's, he's who we Evening wear, underwear shots. Well, where did you guys meet him? How did you get such a cool dude? He, so Rich came to us, uh, well, well, I was speaking at a conference for the Professional Photographers of America um, called Imaging USA, which is this huge, about 10,000 person conference. And a couple of years ago, I was speaking and when I was done with the talk, I got an, I got an Instagram message from Rich, who's like, hey, I was in the crowd. I loved your talk. I want you to, I want to introduce you to this organization, Cannonball Kids Cancer, because I had talked about uh, sort of my son's cancer story during my talk. And, um, so the next day we happened to pass each other in the hallway and like almost three hours later, we, uh, had just struck up this friendship and, and he introduced me to Cannonball who I've, you know, done a bunch of work with now and, and I'm part of that organization. And then I introduced Jim to them as well. And that's how we both got involved. And he was from central Florida. I mean, he lives, he lives in Orlando His his studios are in Longwood and, um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's literally how we, how we sort of got into Rich's orbit. Thank God, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's just, he's amazing. He just, you know, he, he gets us. And so there's not any of this, turn this way, turn that way, stick your ass out, turn your chin down, yeah. you know, look this way, <laughs> look up to the moon. You know, it's like all those different things that like, I can show you the pictures that I've taken mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past where that's been the instructions. And you're doing all of that. And at I'm once. doing all of and it. And it looks awful. like I've got a cramp and uh, yeah. But uh, he well, just—that's what makes a great photographer. It. Yeah, you know, is capturing those moments, making someone relax, getting yep. to know who they are, so you can capture literally who they are. Hundred percent. Yeah, he even said that on the episode. He said, yeah. "I'm not looking for the cheesy smile that everybody thinks they want. I'm looking for the captured moment of how they actually are." And that dude's phenomenal. And he's their creative director at, at CKC. CKC. Yeah. So he's. He's, you know, really involved in a lot of the things they do. And again, where we can support him and throw money and, and, you know, other speakers now are always looking for stuff. And we've got, listen, there's photographers and videographers everywhere, but we just now know exactly what you're going to get with the guy. So we try and send as many people there as possible. hundred percent. Well, and I've met CKC through you guys as well, um, which is just phenomenal located here in um, central Florida and, getting the opportunity to have all these people just bring it together. It's, it's insane. Like awesome. I had no idea what was going on in my community. So um, it's really great that through all these 
destiny relationships that people meet you cross someone in a hallway you know yep. at a photo like yep. what if you were never at that conference know. you know like it's crazy every like the whole <laughs> it blows my mind but you know that's such a huge um platform of this show that we use um um supporting ckc um and hopefully you know for all eternity mm-hmm. so since this show has launched it what other directions are you guys going to go? Do you have any sponsorship? I know that you've had, what, Frito-Lay, Hilton Hotel. How do you guys get all these cool sponsors? Well, the sponsorship's a funny word. Yes. <laughs> we, we actually, so we did sort of have um, what we thought would be a, a sponsor, you know, a music-orientated uh, sponsor, but it really wasn't right for their clientele or really for our uh, our audience but we stuck our neck out when we first started and said we can definitely get a sponsor in in, in this way but then um you know we started just making up sponsors we started to say listen i can't we're a fan Ridiculous. of this brand we're just going to talk about this and uh maybe somebody will glom on at some point you, so. you can listen back because jim and i would never tell each other we, we we'd all pick sponsors and we wouldn't tell each other and so he'd be like today's show is brought to you by uh Allstate," and i'm like really that's amazing <laughs> It's free advertising well, now you for them. you just ruined it for every listener. Uh, well, it's, you <laughs> know, this is behind the scenes. Yeah, behind. We are switching. <laughs> so we're sw- this new season, right? So 2021, uh, we're, we're sort of, we're going to switch up some format stuff. Yeah. Um, we're going to do some different things rather than advertising or sponsorships in that way. Um, we're we're going to sort of reverse engineer it. And so some of the custom training that Jim and I do with the organizations that we work with um, as part of that package of us going in and helping uh, with sort of the culture and values of the organization, um, they're going to be able to receive some of this exposure and advertising on the, on the podcast. And so that's sort of the plan cool. moving into 2021. Other than we're not going to sell ads. These are companies that we are already working with and are invested into their culture. And that's we've always talked about that we yep. never really wanted to nascar the show and just have all yeah. this different stuff Don't we wanted it. to be authentic and i'm glad we actually didn't <laughs> yes. do what we did initially but i think this next plan and we mold this over all the time you know we're at the point where we've got really good reach we've had awesome guests we can be a little bit more strategic about it and i think strategery strategery <laughs> i think the point that you make though is we'll just make it a nice value yeah. add for you yeah. know for somebody that wants to get some exposure on the show we're going to come out and do some training for them for free for That's for it. their group. So um, you'll hear more about that when we we launch our fourth season. You know, after the first of the year. Gosh, it's crazy. Gosh, it's fourth already. Yeah, in it. Hundred episodes. Yeah. By the end of this year, right? Yeah. Hundred yeah. episode before it's like in the last week of December or something. It's our hundred hundredth episode. Our hundredth episode when this one launches, which is number one hundred, will be. Um, this is the hundredth episode. This is it. Yeah. That shows you how much I pay attention. <laughs> yes. We, so, you guys now know who the organizer is. It? We should. We probably should have said that. Welcome to the hundredth episode. Jesus, this is what happened. Brand shows up and he just wings it, and which he, is cool. There's nothing wrong with uh, that. I have a friend who likes to say it's intuitive leadership. <clears throat> well, and, and there were some other changes. I think one big one right at the very beginning. We were initially going with uh, Libsyn was going to be our platform, yes. and we went mm-hmm. to a. I'm not even sure we had our first episode launch. We went to a podcast conference. Yeah. Oh yes, my there gosh. are there are conferences. Yeah. 
where podcasters get together and we boy we have some stories about that too it's an odd group for sure but while we were there we just we felt like um we had a much better relationship with somebody while we were walking in the trade show floor and and we moved over to simplecast and the lips and jump from those guys the <laughs> lips and booth were dicks let's just really? say it. yeah they were dicks and and that to me is like you want the quickest way for me to yeah <laughs> to respond right? in, in, yeah. in that to me was like and we, we walked over to the simple cast booth and, and they were so cool. they were they like they took the time to explain the analytics and how it works and like they actually had a vested interest in what we were doing and how they could be of service and so it was like we literally switched that night we migrated the show over to their to their platform that, yeah. that night because yeah. Because, I, you know, if I could have shirts that say Libsyn were dicks, I would do it. <laughs> that that did go. not sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Libsyn with a, with a B. That'll definitely go in the, uh, in the merch area now. Yeah, Simplecast, oh, I mean, I've merch. learned how to navigate it, obviously, in helping for show preparation. But it's such a cool, for the listeners that don't know, it's a huge platform where all the audio imaging, like you literally, it's like building a website almost, yeah. you know. Yep. And then um, you can schedule it to release, and it gives you all the analytics. It's it's really really cool. And we're you know again, unless something is going to be different, we'll keep using Simplecast. But mm-hmm. I think your question about the direction of the show, you know, we you alluded to this earlier. We did have a season where we decided let's do let, let's just do one advice, fifteen minutes. And mm-hmm. I know that we got some feedback. People really liked a lot of the edutaining things that we were doing, they liked the two pieces of advice. They liked the 28 to 30 minutes. Although let's be honest. Well, it was never, it's never, never 28 to 30 minutes. <laughs> it's always it's been always like 40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But the big change going forward is we're going to add a visual component. So starting in our fourth season, you know, the start of 2021, we're going to set up some, some, you know, multiple cameras in here. Um, and we'll launch basically a video of the show on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, and that'll be live. Yep. So some people, if they want to get it in advance and kind of hang out and see what's going on they'll get a live version but then we'll strip out the audio recording and launch it later on the next week or whatever in in that traditional simplecast podcast platform so and, and we've also talked about some shows we're just not gonna have any guests you know we might just take the two or three of us and have a conversation around a specific topic so again this is it'll always be an evolution of the show um, but now I think there's a visual component that we're missing on because there are a lot of people I would not have thought about this, but I'm not in that category. These, you know, the, the Gen Z kids today, they are listening on YouTube more than any, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing visual for them to look at. They play it and then they're doing something else as we allude at the beginning of each show. So we're going to take advantage of that. And, um, and yeah, we'll have some fun with the visual. Yeah. Uh, and Brant being the tech nerd has what? wrote like the panning cameras all sorts of things so it's going to be really nice and glitz and glam for it'll be fun we'll have we'll have several cameras and it'll be it'll be good yeah yeah i like it you'll be the panning camera that's basically how that works you're gonna you're gonna have (laughs) to walk around holding a webcam yes well how are we gonna get all these guests and how have we landed such great guests from i mean we've had polar explorers baseball Mm -hmm. players Mm -hmm. ceos Mm -hmm. Astronauts. Like, yeah, astronauts. What are we going to do, guys? We subscribe to a website. It's called kickassguest.com. Yes. Very expensive. <laughs> we we put up what we try to hope that they'll say yes to. And uh, I just and, want to see how many people right now are typing like, in. <laughs> kickassguest. Kick yes. <laughs> yes. 
Or you can spend a lot of money on Cameo, which oh, we've also Oh, my oh, Lord. That's also, a whole, oh. yeah. You know, I think, well, first off, Brant knew, he knows a lot of musicians and CEOs from the work that we do. I knew people in hospitality and mm-hmm. also a lot of CEOs. I think between us, we know a lot of speakers, authors, podcasters now. Yep. So, so it's not like we don't have a nice, good you know, repertoire people that we can go and grab, but then we also would reach out, um, you know, at that time when we were exclusive with Kepler, they would provide one or two, like we'd reach out and say, listen, could we, can you connect us with their people? And again, because it's just so easy to get them on the show, it really yep. has been fairly simple. And now, I mean, I gotta be honest, it's fun. They're falling in our lap. Like they're coming to us, which makes it really easy. We probably we have a hundred yeah. on our list right now. And let me just say this. Because this is my one of my pet peeves, and I'm just going to let it go because it's been pissing me off. Is it your co-host? I don't even so. This, here's the deal. <laughs> Beyond my awful co-host and wonderful community right. manager, um, Thank you. you're welcome. And uh, you know, we get pitched guests all the time for the show. I don't even you don't even know how many people pitch us because I don't even send them to you, Jim. So yeah. I get the emails. I've they come to me. You yeah. shut them down. Here's my thing. If you pitch a guest without listening to this show, the answer is no. <laughs> yes. It's no. And not only that, I'm going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> and I wish. <laughs> He's pointing his finger. Hold on a minute. Yes. I'm scared. Yes. I, I wish. Don't call I could out find, a name. He's uh, pulling up a name oh right now. If I could find it right now, I would literally read to you. The last person who did it, I, I lectured them like uh, uh, a high school English teacher. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, hey. Here's here's a novel idea. Why don't you listen to the show before you pitch us on something that we will never use? Ever. Because if you listen to this, you know we ask one question. So if you were to say to us, hey, we have a great guest for them. This is their advice that they would share. We'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, perfect. fantastic. But yeah. if you go, oh, they're the, you know, they'll talk about the, let's talk about dentists. And I'm like, you know what? Let me stuff something in your mouth for just two <laughs> seconds because I don't want to hear what you have to say with your stupid blanket emails that come to us looking for mm-hmm. get, get the oh it's like the amazon like the one review that we got that said these guys are great love the food great environment it was like what, what? <laughs> it was so odd it was so <laughs> random the nuggets the, the nuggets are great i i think mostly <laughs> to, to your point it's it, if you're pitching it the right way and we're not being pitch slapped I think that it is a, that's a reference to Ron Tite. Yes. Let's give him credit. It's easy to get people to come in because there's no major barriers. It's a low commitment entry. It's 30 minutes. They're going to get, they're going to give one piece of advice. We don't have to talk about the same hour interview that they've done on every other podcast. So I think people are more willing to go. Yeah, I'll go and do that. It doesn't hurt that now we've had, you know, the, the solo data Brian's of the world, you know, some CNN anchors or an astronaut or CEOs, People go, it's a little bit easier for me to say yes. Are you still looking for that? I'm literally <laughs> going to read it to you gonna... <laughs> because uh, I am serious. Just it don't is call out the so, name. <laughs> it, is, it just pisses me off. It's like, listen, if you're going to do it, put some effort into it and don't just send us some blanket crap. Yes. Well, Jim, I think yep. uh, recently, especially uh, after our stint with Cameo, what are who are some people that you've been reaching out to that you've got no response that you really want to get on the show? That we've had no response. Yeah. Um, 
You know, one that we would love, I still think there's a possibility, but his organization is really big is Tim Tebow. For a lot oh, of reasons, yeah. Tim Tebow, um, I wasn't even a huge Florida Gators fan, but I'm a huge fan of him for a lot of reasons. Um, I think he'd be great on the show. Um, I have reached out to, um, um, trying to think who, Sir uh, so, so on cameo, <laughs> since you mentioned cameo, there were a couple yeah. likes or mix a lot. And also, um, the renegade, uh, Lorenzo Lamas, the UPS, who, the UPS driver. <laughs> yes. I, he may have been driving UPS. We're not sure yet if that was an actual Times uniform, tough, guys, but because the they actually is really said, uh, on, on the cameo, that sounds very interesting. I'd love to hear more about it. I'd love to be on the show. So we reach out to them and then we hit a brick wall because yeah. we can't get to their people or Facebook pages or whatever. And that's fine. But there's a couple of big ones on there. I think that would be just uh, just a hoot. Like somebody like William Shatner. When you guys get these guests, how do you set up the scheduling? And then how does, from start to finish, how, do, how does it work? And have there been any problems with how we record, how it gets rolled out? Well, how does that work? What goes on? Well, uh, let's see. After that tirade. Um, <laughs> it's hard to recover. It is. Yeah. Um, I think Brant mentioned earlier, we, we do batch record. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know, I mean, we, we record you know two to three episodes whenever we get together. And we try and do it because he's driving over from Coco. You're coming in from Taft. So there's an hour's <laughs> worth of drive for you guys. Uh, uh, uh. So we'll do the two or three on a uh, that that's the Taft noise in the background. That's right. we, we do it usually on a Tuesday. Um, but the problem is, um, to your question, when we've had too many that we've recorded, when we're three, four months in advance of recording before we launch somebody's episode, it becomes a little bit of an issue at times if their topic or their advice was somewhat, you know, relevant, topical at the time. You can't be talking about it four months later. So I would say there might be a challenge where you actually, KT, are having to shuffle around. You know, we we were having to figure out, you know, let's try and put somebody in front of somebody else. That just sort of backs up the system. And that's a good problem to have. Um, I think for sure coronavirus affected us a little bit with some hospitality guests. You know, some of those people just either canceled and we couldn't get them rescheduled or quite honestly, some of them didn't feel comfortable you know, coming on talking about cool pieces of advice when they just had to let go or furlough a bunch of employees. Um, and then maybe the last thing is we we do our intros to some of these shows separately. We're not actually doing it while the guest is on the phone. We're saving them some time. But when you do a whole bunch of these at one time, sometimes we have to move those around and put it with a different guest. And we've gotten close a couple times to not having, you know, a show ready, an episode ready to go. And again, if he's over in Coco or we're out of town or whatever, it's not exactly that easy to just jump on the mic and, and bust something out for 15 minutes. We got to think through that. But we haven't had any major problems, I don't think. We've been very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is a lot. Like I, I try to explain to people like, oh, you work you work for a podcast? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's a lot of work, which is why I'm glad this behind the scenes episode airs it because it's not just oh get your yuck yucks out it's scheduling with another guest guests have issues sometimes and making sure that you have all the information you need to create a good bio and profile for them the the image that they want etc so we all share a dropbox and we can all access that remotely which really helps everything but um then we drop in the recordings um the intros which are my favorite part and you know it's just there's a lot that really um 
makes it all makes it all come together. Which is why I think a lot of podcasters, I mean, there's a couple reasons why a lot of them don't make it because the amount of energy and effort and detail, detail and rigor yeah. that goes into all this stuff, they just, they, they don't want to do all that, which is probably why these people are charging, you know, wanting to charge $4,000 a month for, yeah. for all this behind the scenes. Because there's some people, maybe they've got the talent. Wait a minute, $4,000 a month? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did we just... <laughs> what? So that's what they're asking. That's like eBay. It's what they're asking. It's not what they're getting. Right. What you're getting is so much more uh, valuable. Yeah, dude. Hundred dollars a month. Life experience. Well, just this hangout time is definitely worth it. Do that's you, what we think. Really, so do you? Because uh, you guys both are like workaholics, and it blows my mind all the stuff that you guys are working on all the time. Do you guys hang out at all and like? watch football or do anything that's not work related we do it's yeah. hard it's hard for us it's good for us that we so tuesdays are podcast days so mm-hmm. so on my calendar um it's it's always anybody who's access to my calendar always looks because it just says nighttime nighttime that's what it says <laughs> and so every, every tuesday from now to the to the end of wow. calendar years is uh it just says nighttime on tuesday so even if we don't have any shows just yeah. to get away we I do think. so yeah. we'll you know we still try to hang as much as possible our calendar our schedules are, are crazy to try to sync up so that's nice that we have a day scheduled each week but um yeah we try to hang out whenever we can even if we don't if we don't have somebody scheduled we still try to get together and just hang and usually that means we go eat a bucket of meat down bucket at, of meat somewhere down at uh and smoky bones, smoky bones. Yeah. what else do you guys do we get coffee we a get lot coffee. of coffee we get some foot massages we do get massages yes not there each other we're not yes. massaging each other's feet but we are in the same room Dude, <laughs> i was is. fortunate enough one time to go on the <laughs> keep wanting to say meat massage to go <laughs> oh my god be a part of the <laughs> foot massage and then get a bucket of meat and yes. it was like the best day ever yeah um, it's called like happy foot or joy foot spa mm, i right. actually went not too long ago without you guys sorry what but, um, i didn't eat the meat it didn't count <laughs> that just, so but yeah I, it's it's great team building outside of the office it is. i think yeah. the more that we can do that you know we talked about doing a music movie night yep. like there's some stuff that we you yep. know but we go to conferences we support each other speaking yep. gigs every once in a while we're lucky enough to be on a docket where maybe we're the the speakers together. We've actually gone to a basketball game, a baseball yeah. game together. Yeah, you know, but even these planning sessions, like we're in the middle of launching a new initiative um, that'll come out this week. Actually, by the time this launches, it'll already be live. Yep. Um, called Bookstar PR. We can talk a little bit about that. But even with Certified Rockstar, like that thing is already buttoned up, and we still. You know, I'm I'm still under the belief system of if it isn't broke, break it. Like I love yeah. trying to make things better, and even if we didn't have any guests, like you were saying earlier, yeah. Brian, I think getting together and going, let's try and figure out a way to make this even better or farther reach, or how can we support CKC or whatever it is. So yeah. we do, like I said, I mean, and we're very different in a lot of ways, but I think our our personality has really just worked well. We we actually dig hanging out with each other. Yeah, and for anyone that's seen a certified rock star event, you you get it and how how they mesh and even your similarities and differences, you know, sometimes practical, sometimes tactical, sometimes mm-hmm. life changing. That would changing. be me, right? <laughs> yep. That is we but, should probably tell the story behind why we use that language all the time. I think you should. I think I really think you guys should cuz it's Do you remember who it was? Who the guest was? Oh my. 
If I did, I wouldn't even say it. Yeah. Bobby Williams. Bobby Williams. Uh, Yeah. From Lizard's Thicket (laughs) in South Carolina. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Great restaurant name. Who's now like number six on the all time list of of guests that we've had for a number of of downloads. Downloads, But we we had a great interview um, and we got to the very end. And he was being he was being very authentic in yep. propping me up because I had done something for the South Carolina Restaurant Association. He was very happy with that, and he was saying, "Jim, you did a great job." And but then he he added in, "I mean, it wasn't life changing or anything. It was you know pretty practical and, and tactical." And so Brant ran with that because <laughs> he is you really do play in the the space of a motivational speaker. You are doing life changing stuff and. I'm an educator at heart. I'm still a training and development guy, and a lot of my stuff is geared toward that. But to hear him say that out loud, we busted a gut, or at least inside. It was hilarious. Yeah. Being here at that moment, like, there's moments, too, where Brand and I are, like, 15-year-old yes. boys. Like, we look at each other, we're Staring like, Staring at each other. <gasps> so forever. You want to hear behind the scenes, if you ever hear us saying practical and tactical or life-changing, you know who that's assigned yes. to. That's a nod to Bobby Williams and a jab to Jim. Yes, <laughs> that is true. That happens all the time. All the time. Oh, man. So, well, besides, like we were talking about Certified Rockstar, and I've been very gracious to, oh, man, what was the first one? Certified Realtor. It started with the Realtor. We did but Certified Rockstar Realtor. Realtor. Yeah, that's what it was. But it Before was we so realized cool. the Realtor is a <laughs> registered trademark <laughs> and we're not allowed to use it. So all of the merch that we I created. <laughs> I got the t-shirt. Well, Duh. we took all the rest of it and sent it to the Realtors Association. We did. Like, sorry, here, have sorry, this Sorry, didn't know. Merch. We thought it was like, we didn't know it was like Kleenex and yeah. that it was everything's Kleenex. But uh, well, yeah. I think it's so cool the way you guys set up because it was like a concert. Not only... Brant, you brought on JT too. Yep. You guys, uh, you incorporate music, live music. Yep. You play mm-hmm. yep. um, at the right moments too. But and then Jim, you set up the um, just the, all those little cool little right, fun details. little games, yeah, and fun little games. But it's all music related. And then you have tent. the merch tent. I'm yeah. the merch girl, y'all. Uh-huh. You know, like yes. it's just like then you get your backstage pass. Yep, get you know, a swag bag of swag stuff. Swag bag. Mm-hmm. But what a cool concept to like. Almost with everything. I mean, even your bookstar now that you guys have bookstar PR, it all relates around music. It know? does. I mean, we we try and use that edutaining, you know, mindset. The music orientation, doing band and brand analogies, just getting immersed in the spirit of rock and roll is fun for us. But the goal is the end result. We need leaders to get better. We want companies to amp up their business and, and make more sales or get down to the bottom line, like whatever it is. Again, I use the word media. Like, there's actual takeaways from the thing. It isn't just mm-hmm. fun and games, but we know that there's got to be a balance of both. And and Brand and I talk about this with speakers all the time. The days are gone of just having the competence and the knowledge and the letters in front of their name or whatever. You know, maybe just by sheer default that they're the CEO, they they get to be on stage, but. You know, if you're not interesting to me, you're dead to me in five minutes if you can't tell a compelling thought. And on the flip side, you can't just have people up there doing the fun, you know, this is what I did to survive. And it's a cool little story that they use as a a throwaway at the end of an an event. And there's nothing substantial for people to go, geez, that can make my life better. I think the really good speakers and the good events now have a balance of both. So, you know, luckily we've got that music background. This is the space that we played in. You know, we don't want to do it. This is the biggest thing to me. There's a fine line between being themey 
and it really being cool. And you can cross the line really quick. Once you start going, hey, rock and roll, yeah, little no, rocker. Yeah. And, you, know, you can't try to be cool. You can't. <laughs> By definition, that's not cool. No, <laughs> so, yeah. Poser. And I just think we've been very lucky about that to now, you know, we've had full day versions, half day versions. Yep. Uh, we do have a multi-day mastermind that's ready to go. We have, you know, we can do virtual stuff. I mean, yep. Certified Rockstar has just been, for us, it's fun. And now it's probably more of the parent company for a lot of the things that we're, we're doing or about to launch as well. But yep. Certified Rockstar is such a great name. Anyway, who doesn't want to be a Certified yeah. Rockstar, you know? I know. They get a poster, a concert poster certificate when they're done. As their certificate. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's cool. so neat. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we I'm think a real rock star, so yes. I don't. <laughs> you don't need it. I don't need. I need Poster <laughs> certificate. Yes, that was a nod to yeah, D. Snyder. Oh gosh. <laughs> Stomped on brand at a virtual event. Uh, Dude, if you, I mean, still, if you get dissed by D. Snyder, you're still cool. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. If I made him so uncomfortable that he had to take a swing at me like that, yeah. that's a pretty good day. It is. Yeah. Rock stars taking swing at you. That's right. So. What, Brent, you have been so busy lately, especially with your book and everything um, that's going on, Black Sheep. You've been on a million and five podcasts. <laughs> yes, but what, the other like, side, yeah. Like, do you ever listen to your own? Did you listen to it after you're on it? You like, know, do you, or do after you just... a couple, you know, you listen to the first couple and then you're like, you know, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. You know, every interview, they ask the same questions. and So I'll listen to the ones that are that went a different direction that like surprised me in, in what we talked about. But if it's just been, you know, as Jim says, it's just vanilla, Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, chocolate. I want to be the chocolate in that case. And so it's like, it's been fine. I mean, I've, I've listened to some, but it's been a lot. It's interesting being on the other end of the podcast yeah. thing, instead of doing the interviewing, you're doing the, you know, the, the answering of the questions. So, Who's the one guy you said? Because I know there's a few, pod, like personally, podcasts mm -hmm. that you like to listen to, you know, besides TTR. But there, who's the guy who gives like the, it's one minute or five minutes of advice? Um, I'm trying to think. But it's just like a five minute podcast and he gives advice. And sometimes you come in and you're like, on the way here, I had this advice. Was it a advice. daily? Somebody who does yeah, a daily? Yeah, it was like oh, a daily oh, advice Total thing. Life Freedom. That's, yeah, that's, that's what it Vincent was. Puglisi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's really good. We'll yeah. actually have him on the show. He's on yeah. that list. Nice. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, that, that the format's completely different than yeah. ours, right? And daily podcast. Look, that's a massive Could you commitment. imagine? Yeah. No. Massive commitment. <laughs> no, KT, you'd have to no. move in. Yes. I can barely handle two a week, man. Yeah, it's it's rough, but there, there's so many good podcasts out there. I mean, there's what seven hundred and fifty thousand podcasts these days. I think yeah. as of twenty twenty, there's like a million now. Now, so oh. that's funny about the metrics because oh. when we started, there were five hundred thousand yeah. in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. There were seven hundred and fifty thousand in twenty nineteen. There's now a million unique good podcasts gosh. out there. So, the the space is crowded. But the, name some of the ones because we've got some of our friends that we can prop up that I listen to regularly. Who do you listen to regularly? Well. So Ron Tite has a podcast that is super produced, right? Like, yeah, super produced. That's done so well. Um, you should check that podcast out. You know, I listen on a on a fairly regular basis. Let me pull up my my actual podcast. Uh, what am I looking at here? The it, it's. There, there's one so the one that I listen to that isn't nobody that we know but there's one called The Good Ones which takes mm -hmm. comedians 
best, most famous routines and they break them down. They invite the comedian on and they talk about how they built that routine and how it's changed over the mm, years. That's cool. It's such a cool podcast. It's good for us as speakers to hear that too. You would think, well, that would just be light listening. Who cares? But we actually learn the art of what we do by breaking down a singular joke and how that's positioned. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. I've listened to a couple of the Kevin Hart one is actually pretty funny. Yes. And I love the uh, Gary Goldman one is, is amazing as well. Um, the, so where is this? So a couple of the ones that, that I've been listening to recently, where are you? Well, while you're doing that, I can yeah, take a couple it. that I love. Um, and we saw, um, John Lee Dumas at, at the podcast movement conference. Um, his show is entrepreneurs on fire. So I love that. Um, but people that we know, we've got, uh, the create your own life podcast, mm -hmm. Jeremy Ryan Slate, who we've had on the show. Um, huge fan of Tom and Tamson Webster's show that they do called the free noter. Yes. And they actually, that advice was really about doing speaking engagements for free to get the client to then come use them as a consultant. But let me tell you, the advice they give is great for keynoters as well. And they, they talk through that. We've had, um, Alan Stein Jr. on the show. So I like his raise your game yeah, show. His is cool. Very leadership oriented, although he's got a great sports uh, background as well. Um, I like Punk Rock HR, which is Lori Rudiman's mm -hmm. show. We've yep. also had her on the show. Yep. So, and then, and probably the one that I I listen wow. to sporadically, but we haven't had these guys on the show. There's a there's a funny one called Hustle and Flow Chart from uh, from John <laughs> Fryer and Matt Wolf, and uh, they're goofy like we are at times, but they're also trying to look for ways to help out businesses, brands, entrepreneurs get a little bit better. So I'm not going to say I listen to all of those. I don't know what I listen six or seven, but I pick and choose when I've got the, got a moment to, you know, to listen. Yeah. Uh, so steal the show. Uh, Michael Port uh, is another one. <laughs> Literally my entire podcast library got erased. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking for real. It. For real, it's gone. It's from. It's gone from. Oh man, phone. what a bummer! But um, but uh, I, that one I listen to a lot. The other one is that I listen to is um, Wondery produces a podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. They do verses like they'll do Coke versus Pepsi. Mm -hmm. They'll do. Uh, they did Gibson versus Fender. They take iconic brands know. and they tell the story of the rivalry between the two. And it's it's like a usually like a six part mini series where they do it. It's, Jim versus Brant. Yes. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> we will say that our our little podcast is regularly in the top two hundred yeah. of the of uh, our genre, which is education, um, which is pretty awesome. Self improvement. Yeah. Education. Self improvement yep. education. Yeah. No, we've when been you, up there a few yeah. times. In how many different countries? Oh my God! I don't know. We're it's probably crazy. in fifty now 50 at this point. Countries. Even yeah. if there's one like somebody in Seoul, Korea, yeah. um, you know, God bless them. They're still there listening. And <laughs> Germany's <laughs> taking over number two. Isn't it crazy? I think we had a U.S. Air Force base yep. that was there in Germany, and there was uh, there was probably a group, a platoon or a division that was listening yeah. on a regular basis. And thank you uh, for your service, guys. Yes, mm. they jumped all of the other English-speaking countries. So to see Germany in the number two spot over Canada and and the U.K. is hilarious. It's great. Yeah, we're in the same category as Jordan Harbinger and Jim Quick and uh, you know Eric Thomas, Rich Roll. The, yeah, they're huge. all they're, they're huge, legends, right? Hal Elrod's in there as well. Um, amazing. I mean, just some amazing, 
amazing people in our in our category, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Now Brene Brown's in there as well too. Now with her unlocking us uh, podcast, which I is my current favorite. Love that. Absolutely love that podcast. Well, besides uh, the world dominance with thoughts that rock, yes. what what is next for you two? Yuck yuckers. What do you guys got planned? Man, we got some cool stuff. I mean, obviously you've heard Brant talk about this last couple of months. He just launched uh, black sheep in, uh, in September. So he's three months in now and, yep. uh, did that with page two publishing, um, page two books. They're up in Vancouver. They're Canadian. And literally you mentioned Ron tight's name. We've had a couple of our friends that have published some books through those guys and just, we've all fallen madly in love with them. So I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm yep. taking my book and repurposing it and making three books out of it, which is not an easy thing to do, but I'm going through page two. They've been great to work with. So that'll, for me, that'll be next year. Um, we got this new thing, Brain. You could talk about Bookstar PR. So we're, we're launching a new initiative. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, one, so in, in the launch of Black Sheep, I hired a traditional publicist that I just, it didn't produce the results that I thought it was going to. It was very frustrating and it was very expensive. And so in the process of being disappointed, I started to figure out what was going to work for me. And so I went out and partnered with a whole bunch of, you know, book influencers and bookstagrammers and the Instagram community and, and, um, you the, the bazillion podcasts that I've been on and, and sort of promoting the book. And so, you know, I was so upset that I, I felt like I had wasted so much money um, that, that, you know, when you're, when you're going to produce a book, even, even when you have a publisher or a hybrid publisher like page two, it's still, it's super expensive mm-hmm. to do it right. It's super expensive. And so, you know, the idea is you're front loading a lot of that cash so that you make more on the back end, as opposed to a traditional deal where you're only going to make a fraction, you might make seven or 10%, you know, royalty on something that, that is for the traditional publisher because they're, you're living off an advance that they've given you. And, and this model flips at that on its head, which is awesome for the authors because we make the lion's share of the back end, but you do have to pay for all the production services up front. And so, you know, money's tight, pandemic happens, talks go bye-bye. And so every penny matters, right? And so uh, as I started to look at what was being successful and where I was actually seeing movement of, of selling books, it was tied to these influencers and it was tied to podcast appearances, right? And so every one of those things was documented for me to keep track of. And so when we got to the end, I sat there with Jim talking to him about, you know, his plans for this new book that he's got coming out in the spring and, and here's what worked. And so we just sat there one day and went, why don't we take all of the aggregate information that we just sort of figured out through doing this and let's not have somebody spend five X of what they need to spend because they're wasting money in areas that aren't going to sell books. They're not going to generate, they're not going to build platform. You know, there's more, it's more than just selling books, right? So for people like us, it's about building platform. You want to become a thought leader. You want to have that, that wide net that, um, people start to look at you as a source when it comes to whatever your subject matter is. And that is sort of what I've been able to figure out with black sheep as to how to make that happen. And so we just decided we were going to start this digital book marketing company where we stripped away all the stuff that doesn't work and let's make every penny count. And so we now have well over a hundred book influencers that 
that we have used, that we have partnered with, that we've seen their reach. We know which ones are real. We know which ones use bots and it's all fake. And it's like, you know, it takes time to go through and vet all of those things. And so, you know, we've built this extensive list of influencers, this extensive list of podcasts. We've really learned how to sort of work that source side of things where people can find big quotes from your books and start using that as referenced in other articles. And so let's see if we can't take all this information and put it to good use. And so we started Bookstar PR um, as that sort of outlet for that. It launches on Monday of this coming, so it'll be up now for several several weeks. But mm-hmm. you know, we're we are starting basically in the the very first of December here uh, to launch this company to partner with authors to say, let's make let's make every penny you have to promote your book count and not waste it in traditional marketing that just is obsolete and doesn't do anything but cause frustration and bleed your bank account. Mm-hmm. So. We, it's super affordable. It goes from, it, they're all 90-day campaigns. Anything beyond 90 days is a different, you, you should have a different strategy, right? It's yeah. a different, you're, you're trying to do something different. In the first 90 days, you're trying to sell books. Beyond that, you're looking at other, you have other goals, right? If you're going out before, the, uh, after 90 days. And so all these campaigns are three-month campaigns that range from 500 bucks a month to 1,500 bucks a month. But even at the top tier, the top tier of a 90-day campaign still costs about the exact same as a one-month retainer for mm-hmm. a traditional book publicist. So, um, and you get so much more. You know, in the top tier, you're you got you get a 45-minute live consultation. You get uh, 45 book influencers you're going to partner with. You get 45 podcast pitches. You get source creation. You get all these. I mean, it's literally this laundry list of things that are all the things that that we've figured out work and and again just strips away wasted time and money um of of the stuff that that i just scratch my head and i I kick myself for for wasting so much time and money in areas that i should have never been focusing in in the first place but well it brought you to this now it did and And you're going to help other people it does you know for us we've always been fair right and that's that's one of our things we we want to get paid what we're worth when we speak but we, we want to be fair. And, and that sort of, we felt like there's not a lot of fairness out there when it comes to book publicity. And so can we uh, create something that treats the authors with fairness um, that, that is not going to put them in the poorhouse and, and um, can actually produce and build platform for somebody to, you know, for us, one speaking gig, you know, covers, you know, months and months and months and months worth of, of promotion. So it's like for anybody that's looking to do that sort of thing, it just, it's, it's a great fit. So we're super excited about sort of launching that and getting it up and going. It was a similar quick, quick idea. Let's, let's get on this because I mean, one of the things that, that I did not realize until I started to get out there and push is that, you know, Amazon is king. They own 85% of the market Uh pretty much. And it's like you need to have other ways to promote your book beyond Amazon if you're going to find um, success. And and as we sort of got into what that looked like and how that was going to work, it was like, okay, we've got to we've got to sort of dig into these areas that people don't know about. If you have the time to figure this stuff out on your own, do it on your own. Save every penny and do it on your own, and only spend money on ad budget of what you need to do. But if you don't have that time, if you don't want to waste time, and you just want to get your book out, then we've got we've got a, a program now that actually takes advantage of, of our mistakes that we've made. <laughs> and, well, dude, mad respect and quoting Usher, 
don't talk about it, be about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you know, yeah, you right, have yeah. an idea. And yeah. like, I mean, I love both you dudes so much and you encourage me all the time. But it's like, even today showing up and they're like, oh, look, we got this now. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, you guys sleep? Well, you were you thinking know? it was more work. Is I know. How that's going through your head. You're like, what the? No, but Here's, mad respect. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Here's, and I mean, kudos to Brant. I mean, and again, you were sort of joking about it before, but he's gone through all of that mm-hmm. garbage and, and some wasted money to get to the other side of what we're going to do to help other people. And I know you're using the word fair. I think maybe as you look at the different levels, I think it is so much better than fair. Like not yeah. only are we going to save people money, the the value that you get in each one, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because yeah. we created it. Yeah. I'm, I, if I was an author and here's the thing about it, you could be a self-published author and just do everything on your own. Yep. You could do the hybrid thing, like what we're doing with page two, yep. or you could go full on with a major publisher. Yep. The part right after the book actually being printed, the thing is done. Yep. All this marketing stuff is extra. You got to yep. pay a la carte anyway. <laughs> yes. So to, to know that now you could go out there and have a reach of 300,000 people. Yeah. Y- y- that costs a ton of money to go with someone to do it. Yep. We're, we're going to do it for a fraction of the cost. Yep. And like you said, we've already vetted all these people. So we know the influencers. We know the podcasters. Yep. I, I think the, the business model is perfect. And, and probably one of my predictions for 2021 when we get to that episode, yeah. there's going to be more books and authors because of the pandemic. People yep. have been locked up, nothing yep. to do. Yep. People have always wanted to write a book, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Yep. They would not have ever known what's my next step. Maybe they write the book, they, they get it to the five yard line. Maybe they've reached out to a publisher. But that next step of how do I get it into people's hands is very foreign to them. And I think we've solved, uh, I, I think it, maybe we weren't the first ones there, but we're going to make it a whole lot better for a yeah. lot of people coming to the market. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's the plan. And then also, you know, a couple of the other things. I mean, we neither one of us now are exclusive with the Speaker Bureau. And so we, we technically are both free agents and we're looking to see, do you go with a management company? Do you go with an agent? Do you join forces with another bureau? Or as things start to come out of this, this lockdown mindset in 2021, no doubt about it, virtual is here to stay. So I think you're going to see us probably doing, you know, individually some more keynote speeches, you know, that are virtual now. So it's not just sort of the in-person and then, I think the last thing for me, and I think, Brant, you're doing the same thing. There's some webinars that we're going to produce that will be, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's more white paper. Like, perhaps you can't afford to come and have us come out to do a keynote session or maybe even a virtual session. But there might be something already produced that sits there that would be perfect for your audience. There's a flat fee. You could go and get that. I might even do some, you know, resources that you can go and get in a, in like a subscription model. So. You know, we're always thinking, what are some things that we could do to help people out? You know, it doesn't hurt that it's another revenue generating initiative, a different line, if you will. But the things that we do right now, Certified Rockstar, books, you know, Bookstar PR is going to be the new thing for sure. But Thoughts at Rock, like some of these things cost money. Thoughts at Rock, we're not making money off of it. It costs money. But we think with the advice that we've been able to parlay to other people, including the stuff we get from gas, it's been pretty life changing and some of it's practical and tactical. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just going to leave it there. Boom. Well, it is, I mean, in honor of 100, 100 episodes. Crazy, guys, isn't it? 100 it episodes. Is, it is gnarly. Yes. I remember when you reached out to me and you were like, hey, we're going to do this the podcast. And I'm like, oh, cool. I know, like, no idea the amount of work that goes into it. But even just getting these times right now um, on and off the air that are 
getting to know you guys better, getting to know your community, because I'm not in the speaker author Mm -hmm. realm, but how much I've learned about your community and network of people is amazing. And I'm glad that this podcast is out there to reach everybody that might not be in your field, too. Yeah, us, too. It's a group hug here. Oh, guys. I can Put your mask on. Put your mask back on. We're going to end with the song instead of starting. Uh, well, you've been awesome. You. And, uh, you know, I, I have to say as we're coming up on the end of the year, too, I mean, it's just been a joy doing this thing with you guys. Like I said, I wouldn't have done it on my own. I know for a fact. It's, I just I don't have it in me. But to bounce ideas off of and, and mm-hmm. bust a gut laughing, <laughs> like it's probably the best laughs that I have all week is when the three of us are together. So. Dude, I literally see you like belly laugh, cry I can't 90% breathe. of the time. Yeah. Because of this jokester over here. Dude, both of these guys, I'm telling you, it is a BOGO. It's a buy one, get one free. Like, the chemistry that you guys have is... That's that rock. The Payless Shoe Stores of Podcasts. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's a good... We'll get some traction off of that. Well, listen, we had fun doing this uh, this season. I know that's the end of our season three. And uh, we're going to take a few weeks off and come back with uh, some new stuff in a, in a different format. And... We look forward to uh, having you guys along for the ride, and it's uh, it's been a blast for us. We hope to see you soon. We hope so. Life-changing. Life-changing. Practical and tactical. <laughs> We're out. Rock on. Bye-bye. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!